Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So my next guest is a returning guest to Face to Face, and it was uh, thrilled to have Fisher Stevens back on the show uh, to talk about his uh, new film, Palmer. Um, I can't say it's a fun film, but it's a very entertaining film. It's a story that needs to be told, and uh, um, and I think you're gonna I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Justin Timberlake, uh, it's wonderful performances. Alicia Wainwright. I mean, you, you're gonna recognize a whole lot of people in this film. And what's so fun and cool and interesting about Fisher is, I mean, he really is all over the place, and I mean that in a really good way. I mean, actor, producer, director, uh, the serious documentarian, the co before the flood i mean hackers come on do you remember hackers short circuit and how many do you do you watch the blacklist i mean do i need to say anymore so uh, fisher joined me again for a second interview we had him on the show at tiff toronto national film festival a couple of years ago to talk about and we go green a film that you definitely need to see produced by uh leonardo dicaprio and others um about environmentally friendly hmm question mark uh car racing but uh, i hope that's enough for you to check it out and look into it and we had a wonderful conversation at the royal york hotel and sadly this time we well not so sadly but uh, you know we were face to face not in the same room but at least digitally uh hanging out together and it was um yeah it was wonderful to, to be back together to talk about as i said this new film palmer uh, it's a film about second chances and and it's about community it's about it really is a film about healing uh, uh, I'm going to say healing through others. It's about relationships. It's it's about redemption. And way do you see the performance of of well, so many people in the film? But of uh, well, I'm I'm just going to leave it there. You've got to check the film out uh, for for the performances. This is a, a very redemptive film, and it's it's kind of 
understated in a way because it's really taking on, in my opinion, some pretty important uh, issues. We got issues about the institution. There's there's the political edge, which is really, like I said, understated. And this is about gender norms and 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 pushing back and 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 going a little deeper. And like I said, it's about it's about um, it's about getting outside of your, as Fisher says, getting outside of your bubble and 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 about those limitations that that really uh, hold us back. It's about systems and and about labels and 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 you know, Fisher and I didn't have a ton of time together, but we were able to chat about uh, some really uh, interesting and also some fun stuff as well. And ultimately, I think uh, once again, you know, if, if, if you've been listening to me on face to face for a while, you know, uh, relationality and, and and building relationships and community and those threads that 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 hold us together, similarity through difference. Um, these are the, these are the themes that are important to me. And honestly, Justin Timberlake's uh, performance and it, it is astounding as well. So so check it out. It's available pretty much everywhere. Uh, but uh, Apple, um, uh, well, actually, maybe it's only available on Apple uh, Plus. There you go. So check uh, check it out, and uh, I think you're going to. I think you're going to really in, in, enjoy this film. And and don't touch that dial. Um, you know, uh, coming right up, uh, as I said, interview with Fisher Stevens. And if you are enjoying what we're doing here, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, give us a like there. That's so easy to do. And I would love for you to head to my website, davidpecklive.com, face-to-facelive.ca to learn more about what I'm doing, speaking, writing, and podcasting. This is, I don't know, going to be about 545 interviews, I think, uh, all in very soon. And... Um, yeah, so socially mediate the heck out of uh, not only this interview, but others as well. And and if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. We would so appreciate it. That would uh, uh, mean the world to us, not only digitally, but it, it's going to help us you know, get word on the street. So there you have it. Um, Palmer, it's a, a new film, Apple TV Plus. Check it out. And coming up right now, though, uh, my interview with Fisher Stevens. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have Fisher Stevens here uh, today uh, to talk about his new film, Palmer. And it's 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 a second appearance for Fisher on Face to Face, and we're thrilled to have him. Fisher, thank you for taking the time today. Thanks for having me back, David. I appreciate it. I wish I was back in that beautiful Royal York Hotel with you, but, uh, you know, I forgot what a hotel looks like at this point. Yeah, isn't it wild? Isn't it wild? So what are you doing other than, you know, making movies and doing press junkets these days to stay busy? Uh, well, I'm actually acting on a TV show, but we wear face masks and shields um, between takes. And uh, so, I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but we, you know, we, we shoot in the New York area right now. So it's, it's all right, but man, it's, it's a new world. You know? To, you know what, Fisher, to say that it's a new world is it's, it's almost trite, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's like massive understatement. This where it's what? almost becoming normal. I mean, I have three kids in a school pod upstairs in my house right now, you know? Um, so. Yeah. 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 I've got a teenager in one room, another one here. My wife's teaching upstairs. Uh, she's a librarian. She's reading stories to kids online. It's uh, it's crazy talk. Well, hey, listen, congratulations on Palmer. I I loved the film. It's it's beautiful. It's it's moving. It's a tearjerker, man. I I I had I had the tears. Cried, several, I did. I cried. Yeah. I'm I'm admitting it on 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 air. I cried. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Were you were you going for that, Fisher? Is that is... I was. I was thinking of you when I. <laughs> That's right. Get David face to face. 
cry. That guy needs a tear. He yeah. needs, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, did, I mean, it is, it's, I mean, I am, it is moving. I mean, it, it was meant to be, you know, an emotional film, an uplifting film, but an emotional film, you know. I, I love the way, Fisher, you've taken what I would say is a an incredibly important issue, a, a variety of issues, really, and you've you've humanized it in such a narrative way. I mean, it's the kind of film you could have made a doc about, and you've made many of those, uh, as most of our listeners know. And congrats on those as well. But but a narrative film, I think sometimes it's, and and I felt it was really understated as well, and really so beautiful and relational that it almost seems to me it could pack more of a punch, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted, you know, it, it was a very restrained script. And I think in order to keep it authentic and real, one needed to be restrained, you know? Um, so we, we, we really went for that, you know? And taking kind of the world of documentaries that I come from and imbuing it into this fictional uh, script was, was the object, you know? And sort of how I sold Timberlake to, to do it. And you didn't have, did you have him in mind at the beginning when you, when you first started out, you saw the script. I, I think I've read somewhere that you saw the script and said you wanted to do this film. Yes. Yes. I, I, I read the script. I, I was just so taken with it and um, taken with the, the characters. Um, my nephew, Max, uh, was Sam at seven. Um, he played with dolls, wore dresses mm. and, uh, all his friends were girls, but his parents were very supportive. They lived in a very liberal part of America in Chicago and were very supportive. But I felt like you don't see these kids that much uh, represented on uh, films or television. So I, I fell in love with him, the character. And then I love the fact that it was set in red, the red state conservative part of America. Sure. Trump had just been elected. And I thought, uh, wow, I, I couldn't believe he was elected. And, uh, I think we talked about this last interview, but um, I, I lived in my New York bubble. So what an opportunity right. to try to uh, get out of that bubble with this film. And that's what we did. And we, uh, you know, shot this film all on location in Louisiana, rural Louisiana. And um, I got to know and work with incredible people that I ended up admiring and really enjoying being with. And, we, uh, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye at all politically, but we saw eye to eye what it was like to be neighbors and, and partners in crime and making a movie. So good. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's part of what I love about, I think, community, but it's what I love about filmmaking that I don't know how you guys do it in a sense, that collaborative like nature working, was it 25 day shoot, crazy, yeah. crazy budget, way, nowhere near enough money probably, and, and yet you pull it off. We did our best, and and there there is something to uh, having limitations that can interesting better. You know, it, it forces you to to find solutions, and often those solutions are better. You know, so it put put pushes so limitations pushed you creatively in a sense. For sure, for sure. I mean, there's a moment in the movie that I knew if I had another three hours, uh, that scene would have been better. But you know, right. you know, you can't can't have it all. When you when you're working on a budget like that, it must be hard too. As the director sitting back there, and you get a great, and you get so many talented people in this film. Wow, like crazy performances, Fisher, that you pulled out of these folks. Just beautiful stuff. You must have been tempted at times to just go, "Can we just do another take?" Because that one was really great. But I'd like, there must be a sense that you just get so pulled in. 
Is that, yeah. does, that, does that ever happen? Oh my God, it happened a lot. I mean, and I, I would do it sometimes, but then there were other times when you just, you can't. You right. Just, oh, if I'm doing another one now, it's going to suffer on the back end of the scene I haven't even shot yet. Right. Um, which, you know, there were a lot of that. I mean, there were days we did 10 scenes in a day, you know. Wow. Um, and I had a restriction because I had a seven-year-old boy. So I only had a certain amount of hours to work with him. Oh, of course. And that made it even more of, a, of an obstacle and more difficult. Yeah, no kidding. Your establishing shot in the film, I don't know if that was written in the script or not, but uh, I mean, it's just, for me, it was just stunning and set the tone and, uh, you know, the two bridges and just so many, so much, so much going on symbolically and metaphorically and simply really, but, but I love the, the, the structure of that, the institutional like sort of edge to that. And the pylons look to me like prison bars going in. I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Great. No, that wasn't in the script. Um, we knew we needed a dramatic opening and, you know, it was in the script that he was on a bus inside the bus, but right. um, we, uh, you know, because of uh, technology and because that the one good thing about doing low budget is you can do a drone shot. And, <laughs> you know, in the old days, I couldn't have done that shot because I would have needed a helicopter, a helicopter pilot, a uh, special camera and a special cameraman. Sure. So a drone, uh, when, when we went over that bridge to go to work every day, um, which we did because some of us were based in New Orleans. Um, we, uh, I was like, that's, man, we got to shoot on this bridge. This is it, man. This is the opening. This is coming in, coming in. Just like a lot of us had to do from New Orleans. I mean, I also lived in Ponchatoula, which is a little town of, uh, that we shot where the church was and the school was. Right. Um, I had an apartment in that town, which is really cool. But um, yeah, that it's like, yeah, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. We were so lucky with the weather and uh, it was, it worked out for the opening shot. Oh, it's, well, it's just, it's a stunning shot and it sets, it sets the tone. And for me, it's, it, I was already, you know, okay. So second viewing is going to be in order. You know, when you, when you, when you start out in such a thoughtful way like that to me, okay, it's time, you, time, time to revisit the story. Cause there's other, there's more going on here than meets the eye. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I need to talk to you after that one. What, Fisher, what, uh, how, are you, how are you sort of answering the question? So, so Fisher, what's this film about, like, for, you know, what is this film about for you? Because, I mean, it's so layered and it's nuanced and, and, and complicated in some respects. Yeah, I mean, it's really about, I guess, connection and um, finding, you know, I mean, we use it on the poster because I said it and Justin said it so many times, but it is like, it's finding your family. It's finding mm in the most unlikely of places and how much we really need as humans to connect and how that makes us better people in a lot of ways. Um, uh, so for me, it's, it's about that. It's about the second chances and that Palmer is coming out of jail. Um, he committed this terrible crime and is, you know, when he was 20 years old and, um, given another chance to kind of redeem himself and um, uh, finds this boy who you would never have thought, a boy that he looked down upon, a boy that he frowned on, a boy that he wouldn't even really look at. And it's not until he really opens his eyes and takes a severe look that he goes, mm. this is okay. And it just shows mm. us all walk around sometimes with our eyes closed 
And um, we all walk around just with preconceived notions of someone and dismiss some people, whether it is that you, because, you know, in Palmer's case, he's just coming out of jail or Ryder's case, because he's, he's different than most of the kids that are in his school. So to me, that was the film. And I, I read the script right after Trump was elected. And, you know, um, I, I realized how little I knew about my country and um, mm. my eyes were probably closed too. And so here was a great opportunity to kind of get to know America better and people in America. And these characters that Cheryl set, they were, you know, the script was written for rural Southern, the rural South. So um, it was perfect timing for me to explore and to go there. It, the film, I mean, from a redemptive perspective, you know, what is it, inauguration day two days ago? Is that right? Or yesterday, maybe? I mean, to talk about talk about timing being everything. I mean, do you think people will look back on 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 this film and films of this era going, wow, look, look, look at the timing, look at the metaphor that actually became? Well, I hope so. I mean, little did I know in 2016, when I read this script that uh, four years later, there would be a, a mob uh, invading the uh, the Senate uh, and trying to overturn a free and fair election. That there are so many millions of people that really believe in authoritarianism in our country, you know, and want to kill democracy in our country. And it was pretty shocking. But um, I don't want. Well, what's so what's so. Fisher, what's so beautiful about what you said is is about how you know you 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 went to this place to shoot. You got to know some people. You hung out as neighbors. You may not have agreed with them, but you worked together in a community to create this this film about healing, uh, about difference, about relationships. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was. It really was. And so when you say timing, yeah, I think the timing couldn't be better. Um, and it's funny, you know, um, Apple. Matt, uh, the, the guy who runs the motion picture department in Leho, they had this plan in, in uh, October. They're like, we're going to release this thing um, after the inauguration. Oh, is that right, eh? Okay. Yeah, they, they had this plan. They, they knew that the, Trump is going to crowd the news and that we're going to all be obsessed. And um, they, no, we didn't, they didn't know what was going to happen. Right, the details, yeah. And it was like, I'm still, I'm still in shock over January 6th, but um, they, yeah, so it was really good planning on their part. Uh, I think the timing, what is incredibly uh, prescient and they, they knew. Absolutely. Yeah, no, pro prophetic and, and it's, uh, yeah, per perfect from a, like I say, from a relational and a, and a, and a healing uh, a healing uh, perspective. When you when you made the film, were you were you thinking? Um, you know, the word institution comes out a couple times in the film. You know, I couldn't help but think. You know, from one institution to another institution. You know, there were several. Like it's so fascinating to me how this narrative film is all of a sudden this. You know, Michel Foucault like critique of institutionalism. You know what I mean? Like it's it's wonderful. You're the you're the second person to bring that up to me. Hmm. Um, well, we, we live in a, it's interesting because we do live in this society that uh, where we, we've created these institutions, you know, what, whether you want to call it prison, whether you want to call it whatever it is you want to call it, you know, the foster care system, the parole system, we call it, we have the, mar the marital system in the movie and, um, and uh, they are kind of um, labeled in a certain way. Right, and right. 
we have a uh, an instant picture of what they are. Um, so it, I, I'm also always one for re-examining those things and, and the way that we live. And we have to constantly take a look at the, the changing times and what we're learning as humans. And um, so that was just another thing that we thought about when we were making the film was like, you know, are we are you stuck in in the in these four walls do they confine you or can you break from them can you can you break from them and what makes you break from them well connection to people relationship feeling good about who you are giving yourself self-esteem um giving yourself a family that breaks you from anything institutional in my opinion or helps you know so it was something we did definitely thought about one of my so many favorite moments. One of my favorite moments, though, with with Sam and and Palmer's character is when he's he's kind of ticked, I think, and he's playing solitaire. And yeah. Sam says, "Can I play?" And he's like, "Yeah, no. It's you know, it's just a game for one person. Like, what are you nuts?" But but it's so beautiful because that I mean, you've just turned that the whole thing on its head. That's that that is the point. Yeah, we we, we shouldn't be playing solitaire, and yes, we should be playing solitaire together. As crazy as that sounds, it's true. It's. True. Yeah. And then obviously like cut to two weeks later, they're playing go fish or whatever, you know, like they're playing together. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're playing together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful relationship. And I love the way uh, that it, it teases out. Are you the kind of guy who, who, who um, on Halloween uh, was who you really wanted to be uh, as that sort of comes out in the film as well? You know, for me, Halloween uh, always started to become like, I, once I started making a living as an actor and dressing up, it, <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't want to do this, man. I, you didn't I, need to do Halloween. No, I didn't. But um, no. Uh, but when I was younger, oh my God, I loved it. You know, um, it's a big deal in my family, in my house, because I live in a, a neighborhood that we're literally like, it, it, uh, up until COVID, it shut down and there were bands right. and people dressed up, they went all out. And my kids, I mean, I have young kids still, they just loved it. So um, it's a big deal. And, um, you know, for Sam, it was a big deal. For Ryder, you know, we filmed, literally we're filming. Um, I don't think we started filming, but he was with us during Halloween and it was a big deal for Ryder to go and trick or treat and all that. So, you know, he didn't dress as a flying princess though. Can't I've always... Uh Always been fascinated by how big, I don't know what the dollars are, but, but Halloween is huge, right? And this idea oh. that comes out in the film of you can be whoever you want to be. It's right. pretty, pretty fascinating, right? That just that, and it, isn't that really what we're all looking for? Yeah. And that's why she says you, you don't just have to do it on Halloween. You could do it any day of the year. It's, yeah, it's good. So, yeah. I mean, but Halloween is massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just remembering that we had to um, beg them to keep their Halloween uh, from the, in the elementary school, keep their Halloween decorations so we could put them up because we shot it in November, but the Halloween scene, and oh my God, that was a nightmare. Anyway, I was just flashing. <laughs> I was back in production mode. Back in production mode. Sorry to do that to you. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about a couple of the scenes? There's this, I mean, there's several tier, there were several tiers. You, you succeeded uh, tears streaming down my cheeks. The, 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 I don't want to give too much away, but the, the, the car scene when, when Palmer's arrested 
Uh, it's going to be a classic for sure. Uh, I think there's a couple other moments in the film as well. Can you talk about that? I mean, how, how do you try, how do you set actors up for that? You know, there's just everything's got to coalesce. It seems to me. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ask me the the, the scariest day of the shoot, I would say it was that morning. Like, how are we going to get this whole day done? Uh, we we you know in a, in a big budget movie that that scene those scenes would be shot in in two days, right? Because we uh, and and uh, I mean it was I was terrified to be honest. Um, we shot listed the hell out of it. Um, my uh, director of photography um, was um, um, she, this is a podcast. It's not <laughs> camera. <laughs> She's yelling at me. She goes, you look terrible. It's a terrible angle. <laughs> he looks terrific. I'm off camera. I protect it's you. for the audio <laughs> only. Right. Just checking because otherwise it could be bad. Hello. Love you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Somebody, somebody looking out for you, Fisher. Thank you. I know. She does. She does look out for Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got various levels of pub publicity and, and handlers, I would imagine, in your world. Well, I got the Lucy's, I got Maria, I got Sophie, I got I got everybody. I'm you got like, everybody, man. You got it all covered. So okay, so that scene was scary. Um, I bet. Uh, Tobias, the DP, um, had lit it for like the whole thing, and said, "We're gonna have this giant china ball." And the one expense you're going to have to do in post is paint it out because I, otherwise we cannot do this scene in one night. There's no way. So um, basically, can you, I'll, I'll do it. Sorry. Are you editing this out? Yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. Anyway, so uh, he had the China ball. He had to light the whole scene. Now, um, Tobias and I had seen the Joker and we decided mm. from uh, we, we decided the best way and most economic way would be to do what we stole from Todd Phillips. Uh, that shot of Joaquin is in the car, in the police car driving away and there's the reflections and you just, the camera's out there looking and you get, so we thought let's bring the camera out even a little more so that we see Ryder coming at him. And, sure. So we, we, we designed that shot, but the big problem was it was night and the seven-year-old boy had to run. And right. It, it, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Not only that, he had to be amped up, right. fully amped up. Right. And I couldn't handle all this. There was so much going on. Thank goodness Lori Lively was his acting coach. She came that night. She helped me get him into the mood and uh and yeah i don't know man it was like we knew we had magic uh mm. the, the the you know but but Ryder could have he was you know he could have fallen he, i mean it was oh yeah totally I know, it was so you were terrified not only that you weren't gonna get, gonna get the shot but you were you're talking about security problems and just safety I, I, safety I issues yeah 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 so high you know you got juno screaming you got Ryder screaming you got Police, you know, the cops, the, the actor. Oh, cops, yeah, it's quite a scene. The real cops, the actor cops, you got the whole thing. It was wild. It was wild. 
and it worked. Thank goodness it worked. I'm oh, it, it works. It works beautifully. It works beautifully. To say the film's a redemptive story is an understatement. Um, as a documentarian, award-winning filmmaker, actor, I mean, you, you've been all over the place, man, creatively. As a filmmaker now, in this case, do you would you say narrative is kind of more your home? Filmmaking, you know, doc filmmaking. Can you tell a better story here than there? It's a couple questions there, Fisher. I mean, I I hope I can keep bopping back and forth. I'm nice. I'm, I'm making a documentary now, um, in the middle of it, and it's really hard. Hmm. COVID is obviously a whole other element. Oh yeah, that makes it even more difficult. But um, you write these documentaries in the editing room, and it just takes so much time. Uh, the, the Palmer took so much time to get going, but once we shot it, it, we, we finished it in 18 weeks. We were ready to go, you know? Wow. So it, it, they both have their pros. They both have their cons. I, 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 I would love to do another fiction film after this um, because this was just such a beautiful experience and it's just so satisfying. So hopefully, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be back doing fiction, but, I got to finish this doc first and I'm acting on a TV series. So uh, yeah, you're pretty busy. Plate's a little full right now, but um, I'm so happy to get this one out in the world and uh, introduce people to writers. Oh, it's, I, I think it's, oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I mean, boy, he's, he's got a career if he wants it, it seems to me. Yeah. Well, you know, he may decide at 10 that he wants to be <laughs> a boxer. I don't know. That's right. He may follow in Justin's footsteps, right? You want to be a player? Who knows? Yeah. You know. That's hilarious. Decide at ten. Yeah. A lot of kid actors decide. You know, they just don't want to do it after. That's a while. right. He has an incredible joy. He loves performing. This kid is a natural, obviously. So. Yeah. No. It really. It just kind of, kind of oozes out. I love. You know, Justin's uh, uh, performance. And again, I think. You know, congratulations to you on the film. And and I loved it. And I hope everybody gets to see it, man. Because I think it's it's one of those rare opportunities where uh, you're pulled in, you're entertained, you're moved, but you're also handling a, a pretty delicate situation. I love the scene where Shelley uh, is clearly a bit of a mess and says something about you think you're better than me and he goes no you know what just a little luckier this time around and the way you captured moments like that throughout the film you just I don't know how you did it but you humanized it and and I'd love love to hear your thoughts on that I mean do you draw from your own experience at that point that uh I love that scene um, oh so good they were we we rehearsed the hell out of that scene um the reason is also we wanted the words to be right um, mm. we wanted the words to be real it's a big moment in the movie we were shooting in a real trailer a real that trailer was we shot inside that tiny trailer for a dp it's absolute nightmare <laughs> i bet there there was very little uh, uh, it's very dark in that scene on purpose but it also is because you know there's, there's not a lot of ways to light a trailer uh, and we shot at night and um, yeah, it, it is, it was pretty clear to us that, you know, Justin's character was getting it together and was taking that second chance and going to do something with it. And her character, the reason he's lucky is that she's had second chances, third chances and fourth right. chances. And she, she can't kick it. She can't kick the drugs. She can't kick the drugs are more important to her than her son. And she, and that's really to me, and I, 
unfortunately, um, I had a friend like that, you know, mm. beautiful person, wonderful person, but succumb to um, drug addiction. And I don't think Shelley's road is going to be as, as, as right. happy as Palmer's, you know. Well, it's, I think what you've done for, for me anyway, Fisher, and I hope for, for audiences everywhere is you've, 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 uh, you've laid out this thing about, about us as be, uh, humans. I mean, us na neighbors to use your phrase, friends, communities, it's, it's hard. It's complicated. Yeah. Scott, what did Scott Peck say in the road less traveled? The opening line is life is difficult, right? And then, and you've shown that in this film in a really beautiful way. And yet you've also said, hang on a minute here, healing is possible. The principle gives Palmer a second chance. We're all challenged. I love that. There's calls to action in this movie as well, Palmer. So maybe you're bringing your documentarian skills to, to bear. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You saw that. Um, no, life is hard, man. But listen, uh, I, I couldn't make a bleak film though. Mm. To make a bleak film, it's good. Kind of film to so good. Feel hope after this film. I, I mean, my environmental films are fucking bleak, man. Like, it's bleak out there. If you want to get in deep into climate change right now, and and I didn't want to go there. Uh, so I wanted to examine the world, this place truthfully. But I do believe in the end, you know. Uh, that we're going to make it, you know, and that's good. And I wouldn't so good. environmental films if I thought, Oh my yeah. God. But although after four years of Trump, I was feeling like, Oh my God, <laughs> we can't fuck this environment up any more than with this guy. But anyway, let's see now. Now maybe we can, uh, well, you've, too. you've made a beautiful and a hopeful film. And I got to say goosebumps where near the end and the, the post, the, 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 the envelope in the mail, uh, gave gave me goosebumps, man. I remember I remember that as a kid, you know, receiving something like that, and what a, what a beautiful gift. So we got to sadly we got to rip it up, uh, wrap it up, uh, Fisher. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. In another two years, we'll do uh, we'll do our third. I think we need to do a three part series actually together. Eddie, and let's 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 be safe and let's do it at, a, at, a, at another hotel somewhere, uh, you know, or at least over some nice silver trays with tea and coffee again. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank, thanks for your time. We've been talking to Fisher Stevens here today on Face to Face about his beautiful, moving, compelling new film, uh, Palmer. Fisher, thanks Thanks a lot for your, for your uh, generosity and your time today. All right, David. Take care. Stay safe. Man. You too. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.